Hello, and welcome to the Digital Mums podcast. Subscribe and tune in for topics important to us, to you and your career. We cover everything from the latest digital and social trends to the future of work, those important diversity and equality issues, and we also have a regular segment helping you with common challenges around working and raising a family. and welcome to the Digital Mums podcast. We're going to be following on from our previous episode where we did a beginner's guide to Clubhouse. What is it? How does it work? Just so that you know exactly what we're talking about. And this week we're going to be moving on to debate whether or not you should use Clubhouse for your business or your personal brand. So if you're listening to this thinking, I don't know what Clubhouse is, you probably want to go back over to our podcast and listen to the beginner's guide to Clubhouse first before listening to this podcast. I have my work wife, Nikki, who's been very active on Clubhouse to debate with me whether you should be on Clubhouse for your business or brand. Hello and good morning, Nikki. Hi, Catherine. Just as a refresher then of what is Clubhouse. So it's the social audio networking app and audio only. There's no engagement metrics like likes or comments or anything like that. It's purely people talking in rooms. There are rooms where people are chatting. There are also clubs, which is like the top tier, which will have rooms that fit underneath that club. So that's just a quick refresher. As I said, do go listen to the other podcast episode if you don't really know what it is yet. It's got already over a million users and it's one of the fastest growing apps to date. Now, given that podcast popularity has exploded over the last sort of three to five years there, I think this is one of the reasons it's taken off so much. In terms of who is on Clubhouse, because I think that's always a really important question before you can understand whether you should be on there, and whether your business should be on there. So there's loads of people on there. And as I said, it's growing exponentially. And also people are spending a lot of time on the app, often hours every single day. So the organic reach on there is massive, particularly compared to Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. And it's a whole host of people from across the world There is, as there always is with apps that grow out of Silicon Valley, though, there is definitely a US bias, but there's a lot of UK audiences on there. And we're hearing a lot of European audiences on there as well. In terms of like their demographics, that's not really been released yet. But what I'm getting a sense of is that there are lots of thought leaders on there, business owners, people that are digital first and early adopters. Nikki, you're sort of on there a lot. What are you getting in terms of who is on there from the rooms that you're participating in and running? Um, So from my experience so far, I would say there's a heavy weight in towards the US. I'm getting a lot of uh, US rooms pushed to me. But one of the things I do really like about it is that it feels like it's really diverse on there. So that has been really interesting. There are UK people on there, but like you said, we don't know what the demographics are, but you just have to use that explore tab and just make sure you're following the right people so that you find out about the rooms that are going to be of interest to you. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. It's a little bit like anyone that jumped onto Google Plus in the old days. It feels like that type of audience to me. Early adopters of new tech, there's definitely yeah, lots of business owners on there. That's, hev- I'd say, heavily weighted towards business owners. 
And I get the sense that there's sort of higher income earners and a lot of people that are in sort of senior roles. And I sense a lot of people that are self-employed working for themselves, freelancers, that kind of thing. And there's definitely some celebrities on there. Also book authors and borderline famous business owners, very rich people. I think everyone was waiting for Elon Musk to arrive in a room the other day. I'm not sure if he ever did arrive. <laughs> no, well, he did. He didn't. I was in that room and they said that he was joining the stage at any moment, but he, he didn't come when I was there. But apparently he is on there and he has been in rooms, as has Oprah Winfrey and Ashton Kutcher and Paris Hilton. I think they were the very early adopters back in sort of April, May of 2020. It's still very much in beta. So even if you join now, you're considered an early adopter. But bear in mind that, you know, this April, it would have been going for a year. So it's just with that FOMO marketing, I think uh, they've done really well to get the uh, the numbers they've got today. I mean, the growth is just phenomenal, isn't it? It is. And I definitely think, as Nikki said, that sort of FOMO effect of it, the fact that it's invite only has worked uh, very well for them. So let's just look at different ways that your business can be involved in Clubhouse, because there are, as with uh, lots of social networking apps, there's different levels. So at the baseline, there is just being active on Clubhouse. So just being an active participant, joining rooms, being in the audience, listening in. You may put your hand up and get onto the stage to ask a question, but essentially you're participating as an audience member or just a listening and active listener, etc. So that's like just the baseline level in which you can get involved. Then the next level up, I think, is moderating within a room that someone else is running. So, for example, we've got some incredibly talented alumni members. And if we run a room, we're inviting them in to moderate alongside us in that room so they don't have to design and set up the room worrying about facilitating the room worrying about getting the word out and marketing the room etc they just got a rock up they don't even need to get dressed because it's audio <laughs> and no one can see them and just add value alongside us as moderators so that's the next level up and fairly easy to do then the next level up from that is that you run a room, but you can run a room that's underneath a club that you are a member of. Because if you join a club and you're a member of that club, you can often run a room. Uh, you usually have to run it past whoever is in charge of that club, etc. But what that means is that you run a room and you get to kind of you know facilitate and organize that room. But you don't maybe have to worry so much about marketing it because it's already being marketed to all the members and followers of that club so that kind of takes maybe that um concern that no one's going to come to your room I suppose so that's like the, what we would consider to be the next level up then obviously you've got running your own room independent of a club so Nikki and I ran our own room for the first time this week and people came in and got involved and asked questions and it was great we did it for about just over an hour that's running your own room where you do run the risk potentially of maybe it being a little bit of an empty room when no one comes to your party. I think that can happen if you're quite new to Clubhouse and you haven't promoted it. I think some people have accidentally kicked on the button when they're just playing around and they'll start a room by mistake. <laughs> I've heard of people do that before, but it does make sense if you're going to run a room on a topic and you want people to come to let them know. Otherwise it's a bit like having a party and not letting anyone know. <laughs> That's exactly right. And maybe the only people that come are your neighbours because they've heard the party. Yeah. yeah the window exactly okay so that's running your own room then the next level up 
is all about getting involved in clubs. Maybe if you're really worried about the time commitment to set up and run your own club, you've got the potential to collaborate with a partner organization or partner organizations to set up a shared club. So some of our new alumni members are flirting with the idea of doing this, grouping together and running a club where there's maybe like five of them who jointly own that club. Or it could be that someone like Digital Mums, for example, we upskill women with in-demand digital skills, predominantly doing online learning experiences. Within that space, we probably wouldn't partner with a, someone else who does online learning for women, because that would be, you know, collaborating with a competitor would feel a bit weird. But we might collaborate with someone who is, you know, big in the coaching space, working with, you know, confidence and mindset, because that feels like a really nice collaboration and we have similar audiences and also similar goals and our brands are quite aligned and then the top level is setting up your own club and running your own club which we're quite keen to do but I think for a lot of people they're going to be like that just feels like quite a big commitment that's just sort of going all in on clubhouse so let me just refresh those because I've talked for a while so I just want to summarize so you've got baseline level just get involved as an active audience member maybe ask a question next level up you can moderate in someone else's room so you don't have to organize and promote it next level up you run your own room but perhaps underneath a club that you're already a member of and that way you help to reach their network so maybe you've got some people coming that you might not have had coming and it's less scary than running your own room from scratch or maybe you feel brave enough and you've already got a bit of a network. You're like, no, I'm going to run my own room and I'm going to market it and I'm going to get people to come. That's the next level up from that. Then it's about getting involved in clubs, whether it's collaborating to set up a shared club or right at the top, it's setting up your own club. So those are the different ways in which your business can get involved. Now we're just going to start debating and I'm going to be asking Nikki what her thoughts are on this as to who should be getting involved in Clubhouse at some of these different levels. So let's just kick off with, right, who, Nikki, do you think, you know, we've got business owners listening in, we've got freelancers listening in, should they be active audience members of Clubhouse? Okay, so so basically, at the very sort of basic level, joining as an active audience member, I would actually, I'm going to put it out there, I'm going to say everybody, and if had you asked me that, about like any other platform, I would, you know, I'd be wary to say all business owners should be using it. But I think at the moment, all business owners could get something out of the rooms on Clubhouse. I love that. She's bold. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you've got an invitation and you can get on there, um, I, I definitely think there's something for everyone there. Because if you think about different types of conferences, some conferences like large business expos, uh, then you get sort of smaller ones that might be a bit more niche. There is a room for everybody there. Um, and it might be that, you know, you, you don't want to go to that top level and run a club. But in terms of what you can learn in those rooms, it's pretty powerful. I'm quite impressed with the insights that I've learned from there. And I do wish Clubhouse was around when we first started Digital Mums, because what I'm listening in on in some of the more business focused rooms, and I'm not joining the, you know, the billionaire's room and how to be a billionaire and how to you know grow a eight-figure business rooms because as Abraxas from the community club says those are clickbait room titles for clickbait people which attract clickbait conversations so I would avoid those but the ones that are just dealing with 
common business challenges and they've got people in there with a wealth of expertise and I've noticed that they are sharing wisdom people are asking questions about their business challenges and there's a lot of insights and value adds happening just around being a business owner or being a freelancer which you know as we know is difficult Nikki isn't it it's loads of challenges yeah. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I remember when we were uh, raising investment and for the first time, and it's just a minefield of information and you can Google stuff, but you're just inundated, aren't you? With so much information and some of it conflicting. Whereas on Clubhouse, you can find a room and, and, and there'll be some experts, there'll be some VCs in there, there'll be angel investors, and they'll be talking about investors. They'll be talking, they give you tips on how to pitch, that you even get an opportunity. I've heard people go up and actually pitch their ideas. Sometimes they can be quite brutal in the feedback they give you, but so you've got to be quite thick skinned, but ultimately entrepreneurs should be. The, I mean, the feedback that people have been getting on their business and you know, even just like around marketing their businesses and um, just from like hiring you know, in startups. So, I mean, it's been uh, phenomenal in terms of the type of support you can get as a business owner. Yeah, and I think often when people think of social networks, they just immediately jump to marketing. But Nikki's right. I've heard interesting conversations around things like HR, hiring, culture, building the right culture, business systems and process, you know, all sorts of things that are nothing to do with marketing. Because marketing is just one bit of your business that you need to be doing. There's all these other bits. And if you're oh. particularly new to business, it can be just feel. I remember we just felt quite overwhelmed at times when we were sort of starting out. But it is ultimately as an active uh, as an audience member, whether you're like literally getting involved in the conversation or you're just passively listening, there's a lot you can get out of it. There's a lot of influences on that stage that will impart wisdom that you wouldn't usually get access to. Yeah, they're, they're actually imparting their knowledge, which usually people would pay hundreds of pounds for in consulting. So I think at the moment, Whilst they're still using it as a business owner, you just definitely want to get on there, get in on the action and um, go in there and learn, really. But you can also, you can build relationships as well in there. You might find someone to collaborate with. Yes, and we actually, in our clubhouse room where we were discussing exactly this topic, we did have someone come on and say that they had actually built a couple of very important collaborative relationships with people that... Um, they were going to take forward, they were going to run live stream sessions together, they were going to be working quite closely together to reach each other's audiences. And, and I think particularly in a pandemic where you can't go to those conferences in person, it's even more important for people to be on there having those networking opportunities. I think they're better networking opportunities, weirdly, than conferences. And particularly if you're more of an introvert and you're a bit shy and you don't really like that sort of going up and just chatting to people in real life, I feel like if it feels like a safer space to do that kind of thing because you sort of can't see each other. That is very true, actually. And the other thing as well, which if you think about, is it's a bit of a level playing field, isn't it? You know, I mean, I know you've got the stage where the people are speaking, but anybody can go on that stage if you get invited up. But generally they say, who wants to come up? You put your hand up, you get invited up and you get to chat with those people and ask them a specific question about your business. And that doesn't always happen in the real world. You don't often get to speak to those panellists. And then I think that for any business owner as well, one of the things that I'm finding quite interesting is that you can learn about your industry and just listen in. It's a bit like, uh, I hate this term, audience sentiment. 
it's a sort of one of those jargony marketing terms but essentially it's like it's reading the room what are people talking about what are people's pain points what questions are they asking you should be thinking about these in relation to the idea that you have had for your business you can also test out your idea for your business if it's new or if you've got new product ideas you can literally just ask people what they think about them host a room get feedback from users if you want to move up to kind of like the next level but uh, basically i think what we're saying is everyone should be on there from this perspective just to be building your network etc I would just add another thing as well, because I've seen, particularly on LinkedIn, there's a lot of debate on whether people should be using Clubhouse or not. And people are a little bit reluctant. They're like, oh, another social media channel. I don't need it. I don't really see how it's going to add value. It's just going to be another time suck. And I do think, I understand why there's that concern. But I think what you need to do is um, you've just got to be quite strict with your time. Um, it's quite easy to go down a rabbit hole and get stuck in a room listening to like a load of old nonsense but just really seek out those rooms that are gonna add value. What will happen is, is you'll see those rooms advertised and you can put the time in your diary and just join for like, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, or you could just have it on in the background. Like if you're a radio listener, it's just a bit like just having the radio on. So, and you can, yeah. you know, if you've got some like admin tasks to do, not necessarily deep work where it's difficult to, you know, tune in and also do your deep work. But if you're just doing a bit of you know, admin uh, on your business, that's the time where I like to then just listen into some interesting clubhouse chat. Uh, so I think, yeah, just use your time wisely. That's a, just a good point to add there from Nikki. So in terms of moving on to maybe the next level where you might do the moderating, you might get involved as a moderator. Who do you feel should be sort of maybe taking it to the next level? So people that might want to moderate a room, well, again, I'd say probably any business owner that wants to build their personal brand. Uh, that's number one. And then number two, I would say any freelancer or consultant, again, who wants to build their personal brand and build themselves up as a thought leader and expert in their niche. Yeah, because I think that's one of the key things about the moderators. You know, they are adding a lot of value. And what you're really getting when you're listening to them is, shit, this person really knows that um, knows their stuff around whatever topic it is that they're being kind of brought into to add their insights around. So and I think Nikki's right there. Freelancers. Uh, it's just a really obvious thing to start getting involved in, particularly if you don't want to get to the upper levels where you start running your own room so being a moderator then I think it's just a really quite it's a brilliant way of building your personal brand and being seen as an industry thought leader without having to commit too much time around marketing the room and all that thing I think that that is where I think it's just a really ideal to be the moderator and if you want to join uh, a room as a moderator what you need to do is build a relationship with people that are running that club and what you can do is go to a couple of the rooms, listen in, and then you can follow up with a message on Twitter or Instagram because it's all linked and just say, you know, I'd like to be a moderator in that room or I'd really like to get involved in the conversation. You can take that relationship because it's actually, you can't actually message each other on Clubhouse, which I think is quite interesting. But that is just another way to get involved, get yourself on the stage as a moderator. So that's sort of, I think, that, you know, should you be a moderator in a room and I uh, and when you get to running a room I think that then suddenly that is about maybe a different type of business owner or different type of business because I do think moderating is great 
uh, particularly if you you know you want quite a limited sort of commitment level to get involved and build your personal brand but I think if you're a bit more serious and for certain types of businesses get involved in running rooms either your own rooms or rooms that are under a club so who do you see as just the ideal people to be running rooms themselves and who should really step it up okay so actually running rooms yourself is definitely a bit more of a commitment but I think it's really important if you or your business is an industry thought leader or wants to be if you're building that credibility so thought leader types perhaps those um, who are getting a lot out of LinkedIn uh, perhaps they've already got some traction there they've got some traction on Twitter I think they're the people that could be running rooms and really deepening those relationships because on LinkedIn and Twitter, I think there's only so far you can go. So I feel like Clubhouse, you're just taking it to the next level. I think professional services would fit really, really well. So if you're running training, coaching, online courses, offline courses, or even better if you're running events. So I mean, at the moment, it's really tricky to run events, isn't it? So you can take your events online into Clubhouse. They're the people, I think, that could be running a room in a club. So it sounds like B2B sounds like quite anyone in the sort of B2B space. So lots of different types. What I find quite interesting as well. So we did a Clubhouse chat on this yesterday. And Nikki and I had already said, okay, these are very obvious businesses. So obvious that you should just definitely be on Clubhouse. Because it does feel like it's got quite a professional services B2B, you know, that type of thing. There's lots of business owners and quite senior people on there. So that just feels really obvious like a no-brainer that you need to get on over to clubhouse asap but there is a burgeoning group and communities on there around you know beauty fashion travel and things like that which maybe you wouldn't think was such obvious business types to take advantage of clubhouse but we were discussing how actually you know we do think some of those people should be on clubhouse this distinction feels potentially whether it's about being an industry leader or not so I just know someone who runs a bikini swimwear business and they are just really smashing it selling to young people uh, you know they, they don't want to scale their business and be some massive business that sells overseas it's a bit of a lifestyle business direct to consumer and they are really all about Instagram TikTok that type of content so I'm not sure if I was providing them with advice whether I would say you know get on over to Clubhouse they're very short on time very short on budget you know TikTok and Instagram video you know, is quite time consuming so I'd say maybe for them no however we discussed that if maybe you're a beauty brand that's offering cutting-edge beauty products you know maybe science and innovation is important to your brand um, and, and therefore it feels like a different type of business where even though it's selling products direct to consumers then suddenly you're like, okay, do you know what? It's really important for this, this business and this brand to be a thought leader, to be an industry leader in their space. And this is exactly what happened when we had a conversation on Clubhouse. So we had uh, someone called Carol, who's one of our alumni actually, and she runs a lovely jewellery business that is all about, you know, it's, it's sustainable and ethical, but also it's really all about empowering women and building confidence, etc. And she said that she is just really building her brand on clubhouse basically and we also then had tenny who came in who's got a brand new platform for women of color to 
she's just to avoid the overwhelm essentially of all the beauty products that have been sold to them and she said she's also finding it quite an important space to be in to have these types of conversations so don't discount yourself if you have you know a product-based business whether it's beauty fashion etc uh, I think you just need to consider what your goals are and how important it is for you to just kind of have these types of conversations because it's a great place to have these types of conversations create rooms on topics that you're passionate about essentially yeah absolutely I think I think you've just hit the nail on the head really Catherine I think I think when you're talking about something that you're passionate about and finding people in that space I think you just get those amazing sort of serendipity moments don't you and you can quickly establish yourself as an industry expert users will then go and check out your profile and follow you so you're not just building your profile on clubhouse but you're actually building your profile on your other social media networks as well we've seen a lot of that so make sure you do connect your Instagram and Twitter and make sure it's the business Instagram where you want to push people to. And also Carol, like I just mentioned, who had the jewellery business, said that she'd gained a couple of hundred Instagram followers from moderating within a room around, you know, women. And it wasn't even about jewellery, actually. It was about confidence and empowering women uh, etc and yeah so she got 200 instagram followers just from running one room which if you run instagram and you know how tricky organic reach is is you know she said she's never had that many followers in one day so you know great obviously b2b's and all the people that we discuss coaches etc 100% get on there if you're more of that lifestyle business i would i would urge you to get on there but you just sort of need to then just think and weigh up what it is that you want to get out of your business etc so that's running your own room. Let's go to the proper full on all in running <laughs> a club or collaborating on a club. So Nikki, obviously this one is, you know, go. who should go all in on Clubhouse? Who should go all in on Clubhouse? What a great question. Well, what I would say is businesses whose audience are on Clubhouse and also are you an are you a business that has got a community as well because I think that's really important so businesses whose audiences are on Clubhouse and then I think that's a really interesting point about the community because I think if you already have a community that you've built up whether it's I don't know a Facebook group or you know and I'm talking about a real prop not just your Instagram followers but a real engaged community that you have hosted somewhere then for me it's obvious that you should take that community onto clubhouse as a way of massively deepening your relationships with them because it's a whole different ball game chatting in a facebook group to having real conversations so people that because we have a community and we uh, we plan on going all in and getting our own club but we can't do that just you've got to because you have to apply to get a club and in order to apply you just need to have run some regular rooms basically but we had people come in and say do you know what it's so nice to hear your voices you know they're in a facebook group with us but it's a very different level of conversation to to speak to us directly right so if you've got a community get it over on clubhouse and deepen those relationships yeah absolutely and i think uh, a nice example i would say who should be on there is someone like a, this beauty brand beauty pie so they have a community on facebook and it is extremely engaged but if they were to take their community over to clubhouse they would be able to really deepen that relationship uh, they get feedback on products all the time so it feeds into new product innovation and new product in the pipeline 
I think it's a really powerful platform. So anybody that already has an engaged community, definitely Clubhouse is the place to take it to the next level. And then another one I think is if you've got a podcast, particularly if you've got a podcast with you know decent sized following, why would you not take that to Clubhouse? Because you've already got a group of people that want audio content from you. So that just, again, feels like such a no brainer that you would have your own club on Clubhouse. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what's quite interesting there, uh, which is what we've done, is that you can actually go and do a Clubhouse conversation in a room or, with an audience and just get into some really interesting debate and conversations. And then you can actually record a podcast after, which kind of summarises what you talked about in that room. Alternatively, you can actually do it the other way around, can't you? Oh, yeah. So we could basically do a podcast on a particular topic that's obviously just one way where we're talking at people. And then maybe the following week or, the, you know, a few days later on Clubhouse, we have an interactive debate on that topic where people that have listened to the podcast who might have thought, I don't agree with that. Or, yes, I do. And I've got additional thoughts can come and get involved in the topic that we were talking about. I think that's going to be really interesting to see podcasts and Clubhouse actually merging. Because what I have heard is some people saying, oh, is Clubhouse going to take over podcasts? And I think, I don't think so. I think what they're going to do is I think they're going to work quite nicely together. But I agree. I think Clubhouse, it will complement podcasting. Podcasting feels very one way, whereas obviously Clubhouse is super interactive. So I just feel that they just layer on top of each other really nicely. Since lockdown, I've been getting into podcasts a lot, actually. Um, just sort of run out of stuff to watch on TV. So I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. So now with Clubhouse, it just feels like a natural kind of progression for me to now start listening in to some really interesting chats. And I also think Clubhouse is really great for those people that maybe they just don't like to be on video. I know quite yeah. a lot of people that would be quite happy to engage, you know, run rooms, run clubs, etc., audio only, but not everyone is a fan of being on the video, right? And, you know, people have got body confidence or issues around that kind of stuff and they don't really want the world to see them. And also you've got to make a bit of an effort and get dressed out of your pajamas put your makeup on or whatever you know you don't have to but obviously people feel potentially like they do and then you need to think oh do I need an LED ring light do I need to I need like a studio I've got to get like a nice background all of that stuff you don't have to worry about when you're doing clubhouse stuff do you know what that is so true actually and you talking about the tech when it comes to going live like we've done a lot of lives haven't we from the digital mums old offices even when we do podcasts you've got to get your mic and your earphones the great thing about clubhouse is that it's an app and it is all set up for you like the tech is done you just got to show up and you just got to have the knowledge yeah i mean it's a bit of a no-brainer isn't it yeah, it just felt because we were in a room and it was just a whole different thing from when we have to try and go live and you've got to tidy the house and make sure there's no laundry in the background and you know all that sort of stuff you've got to get and you don't even need the mic because it's just it's it's got that quite lo-fi style about it so it's just very low barrier to entry so finally then i just wanted to mention that you don't necessarily have to go all in if you are massive on Twitter already, you might want to wait until Twitter's audio spaces have been launched, which you know you can Google to find out loads more about. It's not identical to Clubhouse because I've had a little look at some of the beta screenshots and things like that. But essentially, it's a bit like audio chatting, like Clubhouse. So don't maybe go and set up a club if you're massive on Twitter. You might just want to wait until that comes out and then make a decision but do still become an active audience member because you're then going to position yourself in a really great way to take advantage of audio space because you can see and find out already what people are liking to do on 
clubhouse so that's just a, just a final thing that i think is just useful to feed in so should we just summarize where we got to because we've just talked about quite a lot of stuff we have talked about a lot haven't we yeah and i think it's always good like particularly you know for people's frazzled brains at the moment just to summarize where did we get to so basically everyone we said should be an active audience member because there's just so much value to get out of it and dip in and out and go into the right rooms and make sure it's not too much of a time suck so then we said if you're going to moderate a room maybe those types of people is you know people that want to build their personal brand as a business owner and all freelancers maybe you're just you know you're really busy and you don't fit this criteria to go next level maybe just get involved in moderating a room that someone else is running because that is again quite low barrier to entry you don't have to market it you're tapping into existing audiences etc so that's who we think maybe should get to the moderating a room level in terms of running their own rooms either under a club that they're a member of or sort of running their own rooms we sort of we said if you're a b2b professional services you know running training or online courses coaches any any sort of thought leadership uh, type businesses people that are getting loads out of linkedin and twitter at the moment and if you want to be an industry leader then have a go at running rooms and taking it up to the next level and don't discount yourself if you're a fashion brand or a beauty brand because there's lots of great conversations going on about those and then all in <laughs> who's going to go all in on clubhouse so again businesses whose audiences are on there you might want to take it uh, up the next level and particularly if you try running rooms and they're really successful why not have a go at collaborating or building your own club on there but particularly if you've got an existing community already if you've got a podcast community uh, and you just really start to feel like you're getting some traction just yeah just just go all in and get your own club basically are there any downsides before we sort of finish up that people need to know about nikki um okay downsides of clubhouse because we've been very positive about it so far haven't we you know you might think that there aren't any downsides <laughs> <laughs> we are super fans our early adopters we get very excited about new tech we're, we're very much like oh it's so shiny um so the thing is about clubhouse is that um it's 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 a it's an audio app but conversations disappear okay so so nothing is recorded in fact you know you're not allowed to record and 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 a in the app it can sense if you're trying to record on the phone and you'll get kicked out okay so conversations on clubhouse will disappear so there's no moderation which is quite worrying and i think there's been a few issues about that i think the founders are going to have to do something about that and the the reporting function for trolls and stuff like that sometimes you might just get someone come in your room if you invite the wrong person up to the stage i don't know there's, there's some kind of funny stories flying around so I think lack of moderation definitely needs to be worked on. So be very careful if you're running a room and you invite people up to stage, don't just hand over that moderation to somebody you don't know. And, and another thing as well that is um, something that is a bit of a concern that they need to work on is the lack of accessibility for deaf or hard uh, of hearing users as well. So, you know, they might have just recently got a $1 billion valuation, but let's hope they invest in these areas. Yeah, so I think conversations disappear. So uh, there's some, in some ways, that's great, right? Because I think, you know, people feel that they're more able perhaps to have open debate. However, if you're a business owner and there's just ever growing demand for content across all the different social media platforms, that could just feel a bit overwhelming. You know, you invest in this room and then suddenly all that content is kind of gone. 
But what we did is obviously then turned that into a podcast. So do think about ways in which you can repurpose the insights that came out of that room, because I think that's the difference. And then lack of moderation and reporting functions are a massive one that they really do need to address. And so if you are having conversations and debates around anything that is controversial, I, I do think that could probably feel a little bit scary. And I think the answer to that is probably super strict moderation from the moderators on that one. And then Nikki mentioned lack of accessibility. Now, because you can't record and there's no transcription or anything, that's just gonna be a massive challenge for the deaf or hard of hearing. I don't know much about that type of software. I don't know whether there's some software solutions that they could invest in. I don't, yeah, I don't know enough about that, but it's definitely an issue. And then just talking about lack of moderation, if you are thinking of running your own room, we have got a audio lesson. It's an exclusive audio lesson that we are not putting live on the podcast. So if you want top tips on being a master moderator and setting up your own room, DM us on Instagram or Twitter, Digital Mums or Digital Mums HQ, and we will send you our exclusive audio lesson cheeky uh oh my god that was so much fun i love clubhouse <laughs> i feel like we're like the propaganda machine of clubhouse <laughs> i know yeah it's always a way no affiliate links no we're not showing any <laughs> not affiliate links <laughs> just because we love it uh that was brilliant chat nikki thank you so much it was uh, always uh, a pleasure never a chore Catherine oh, Tyler. <laughs> always a pleasure never a chore the next few podcast episodes, I'm just going to be doing some updates on what's been going on with social media in 2020 that you need to know about and what does that mean for your strategy. So you won't hear from Nikki just for a few weeks, but then she'll be back bigger and better than ever to be discussing some other super exciting uh, content. But also we are running coffee morning, Kofo coffee morning on Thursday mornings at 10 on Clubhouse. That's GMT time where we're going to be chatting about all sorts and we're going to be getting some of our alumni to come and moderate so do go and check us out on clubhouse follow us and get involved in our rooms to engage with us directly do it do it do it and i would just add to that if you've got a particular business challenge dm us on instagram or twitter let us know um and we might discuss that at one of the coffee mornings yes we yes we might do indeed exciting times so brilliant thanks for listening everyone subscribe for more amazing podcast episodes and as i said dm for a cheeky audio lesson and join us on clubhouse bye bye everyone <laughs>